Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Freedom on the army. Freedom on the army. Freedom on the army. Yeah, unbelievable. We didn't expect that. Arsenal again look to play out from the back and this time they've done it well and this now is their opportunity to try and hurt Southampton with men committed further up the pitch. Three and white players steaming forward. One of them is Lacazette and Alexandre Lacazette with a fantastic goal, his second Premier League strike of the season, his fourth in all competitions and what a wonderfully timed and beautifully struck effort from the Frenchman, captain for the day and Lacazette opens the scoring, it's Arsenal 1, Southampton 0. And Mikel Arteta will be a lot happier now and so will the vast majority of the 60,000 inside Emirates Stadium. And this is exactly why he wants his team to play out from the back. It's patient initially. Ramsdale showing real character to distribute the ball. Once it comes into Tommy Yasu, that's when Arsenal are in because Bukayo Saka all of a sudden has got time, he's got space. The defender can't commit. It means that Saka can run unchallenged into the box, pick out Lacazette. And what about that for a finish? Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Awakeners Podcast. So we are here for the part one of the season review. We are trying to do it in a very detailed manner. So this would be a multiple part. Hopefully, I'm hoping for a two-part one, but I am just keeping it open as multiple part one because we never know how much we talk. So this is the <laughs> this is the part one of the season review where we are trying to analyze the 21-22 uh, season that Arsenal had. And uh, joining me today, we have Arun back. Hi, Arun. Hello. Ellen. Hi, Ellen. Hi, guys. And the the star of the show, Deepak. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so for the viewers, just uh, I mean, just as a thank you, this has been great. Uh, the season we have we have seen that we have got like you know some voice in the community and people have responded to us. Whatever we have spoken, whatever nonsense we have spoken, whatever good things we have spoken, most of the nonsense from me. But still, <laughs> that's 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 a very good thing to have. So thank you so much for the community. And also, you know, do like, share, subscribe and comment in. And uh, we would, if you guys want to be part of the show, just do comment or reach out to our social media platform. And uh, we would also like to hear from you. With that out of the way, uh, I was supposed to start this with the question of Deepak, right? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Because you are the most uh, realistic of our of, of us all, right? The end of the season was a bit of a um, letdown from where we where we thought we would end up with, but we finished in fifth position, which is which is a which is a progress from the last couple of seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. it because of the end of the season that I'm feeling a little bit like a letdown, or is it is it like? Looking back at the whole season now, what is your feeling on the season? Partly, like it's it's in like it's in the middle. Like I used to say, like we want a top four. Like probably due to like we are out of Europe, we don't have any other games. So I thought that is like a logical 
thing which we have to aim for because the next season would be tougher but the way we started the season it was like i thought okay uh, probably top 6 is the best way like for us to finish so in, if you take that i, I would always take fifth one as a, like a progress i'm like i'm okay i'm not like sad or i'm like not like happy happy i'm like okay yeah fifth is it's good it's not bad so but I'm, is I'm it is it step. also because of is it also because of that we didn't make any progress in any of the cups right is that why we are feeling a little bit of letdown like if you would have went say semi final i, 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 I don't cup. care about i don't care about the cups anymore vijay it, it seems like you you are trying to push the disappointment on to deepak was <laughs> not disappointed he's saying he's not disappointed but you're making it like, no you should be disappointed that's what you're doing <laughs> that's the whole point of being a host <laughs> i i am i'm done with carabao cups fa cups those are useless <laughs> it's it's just another way of finding an excuse like not progressing in the league that's how i'm going to see it going forward or i have started seeing it that way like people who criticize like oh they are not doing well in fa cup they are not doing in any cups those are useless cups it doesn't matter as long as you do well in league that's what i go and and in europe in the, even in europe like only in champions league or or europa league like qualifies rest of them are just a bonus if you perform well in fa cup if you win the cup and if you finish eighth it's it's not progress it's it's pointless it's a cup game you can win the game on any day league shows you how how you have progressed the entire season that's a very good very good point that you made i mean that has made me a little bit more positive than what i was uh, <laughs> a bit bit uh, or a moment before right so i don't like to continue on that trend right like not just that we finished fifth right we finished with 69 points which if it was last season liverpool finished with 69 points and they finished third and they had like lesser goals than what we had what we ha- what we had today and lesser wins than what we had today so like when i look at it and go like okay we had 22 wins city had 29 wins which is just like which is mind boggling to think about it because it's like they are close to 100 point they are like 99 points and they had like 29 wins which is just six wins more than us seven wins is my seven wins seven, oh seven. my math my math like is bad i'm an engineer and my math is bad that's how <laughs> it goes guys so <laughs> but that is a very mind boggling thing to look back like it took me a moment when i was going through the you know going through the list that's when i found out like oh we're not bad we were thinking of oh 21 22 wins we are on par with like no 22 wins is a good thing yeah especially yeah. when we consider that three losses of ours came at the last moment like before this uh, this spurs game that's when our three losses came right so yeah like again you're trying to like <laughs> like i'm on deeper side i'm not disappointed with what happened in the season like in fact i see a lot of uh, progresses a lot of things that have improved like you said like you know 69 points would have got us into the top four last season but then like the premier league with like how liverpool and city are playing right now is just getting tougher and tougher every single year like you know just forget about all the new players all the new nouveau rich people who are going to be investing but just these two the presence of these two guys who are pushing all the teams around them to perform better means that there is no set 
number of points that we can go into the season aiming for and like say for sure that we are going to be finishing where we want to finish so like you said 22 wins is a big thing people don't generally tend to see that given that like you said we if you take those 22 games out there are 16 remaining games we lost three games right at the beginning we lost three games down here you know like so the progress in itself is evident and is there and more importantly for me these 22 wins were achieved when like you know with with the squad that we have which was continuously trimmed down like every especially like in january we were seeing that every every week someone was exiting the club you know like that that means that like the number of people that we had to call upon which could again be like uh, argued as something that we we did wrong during the season just goes to show that we have some sort of a foundation like you know it's it's even if the manager does not get us what we want next season and even if he's sacked we do have a set of players who probably would be good enough to go on and like you know continue performing continue challenging with the with with whatever we've seen and the ceiling that we project them to have so the 22 games is a big big positive we have more wins than uh, united for sure i think we have more chelsea. wins than city chelsea as we well have more yeah yeah wins than chelsea yeah exactly so the when when good things happen they happen and, and and like it was super fun but when it was something bad happening we just like went into a rut and we were not able to come back and that's what caused our downfall so um, i don't know like many people might not agree with me but i'm really proud of what this squad and what this team has achieved like you know i don't know we have all those managerial things but this is what something that i'm really proud of with like whatever you say 69 points 22 wins you know that's something i'm really proud of ellen like arun actually touched upon this point but off field is what i want to talk about right like in this season especially because we we had such a turbulent season off field like it's going to be a great great uh, all or nothing that's going to come out because it had all the drama in it right like we started with signing like five players which is which is like harem like if it if it's talked about in like asin wingers term he doesn't want more than one or two addition to the team and we signed five players in this window and was the top spender and then we shipped off everyone like i don't i don't want to touch upon it but we shipped off like saliba or uh, not shipped off but like we sent him out on loan we, we gave him we gave him game time and made him the league on player of the year yeah, let's yeah. put it no, that no. way let's not get into the saliba discussion i'm just saying yeah. like we shipped players out at regular intervals like Ainsley Maitland Niles at some point in the season January when we we were not expecting him to go Aubameyang January we were not expecting him to go so there were like lot of these moments that happened during the season and we had like Aubameyang being frozen out during the season then we had like we had a lot of things that happened on off field in this season so do you feel that at the end of the season whatever decision or whatever things that happened during the season are justified like what we signed justified we sent out these players justified do you feel that at the end of the season all these off field things are justified or or no some of them are yet to we are, we are yet to pass judgment on to see uh, most of the decisions which the management took when i say management like more you can say it is like arteta's decision most of the time they were like spot on like say whether it is right or wrong they stick stick, stick to that and like uh, See, we say Saliba was like performing very well in a French league, but that is again a French league, which is not to this level. 
and uh, oh, we, we, we are going to talk it. like we are going to talk a lot about saliba in the next no, no, no. episode i'm just say, taking that as an example i'm just taking that as an, like we didn't miss him at all see ben white and gabriel were performing really well so we didn't miss saliba much see except for one uh, decision which we took i think that we were spot on on all the decisions because even though there were like some impacts because interesting that, interesting there was not uh, much <laughs> not signing any striker at all in january after we sold auba mm. see i know we didn't get good players in the market or this thing but at least somebody in load because you went with two strikers who were like at that time like uh, going to go out of the club in another 6 months like they will not have any motivation and like uh, we needed somebody who can score goals so that was one thing which i felt like was the difference between a top 4 and not finishing in top 4 because like uh, if you ask me right like uh, at the beginning of the season top 6 was good for me but the way we played and the way the other clubs played right like top 4 was taken for granted for us there was many times in this uh, season where top 4 was granted for us and like we missed it out for me this was like uh, that decision right not to sign a striker like uh, in january like uh, this was more like the lester season for me where like we were sure of winning and finally we bottled out like that kind of but, but uh, like, that's where i i am having the trouble right like people keep saying this is like even deepak said the same thing like this might not happen next season but like last season the same points liverpool got third which means this is a more competitive season than last right this is a more competitive season than last with more like more mature managers in the in the four with more like ronaldo came into it varan came into it like a lot of players that are there like a lot of players that would have created difference last season where here this season and still we punched above our weights so i don't understand why this this is considered a lesser season it's not it's really no, not see, uh, the difference here is like say any team right they goes into ups and downs right like many of the teams were maybe because like there were coach changes there were new players coming trying to adapt like lot of reasons but like this was a season where like many of our competitors they were not having that kind of a good or a great season see it is nothing like uh, see we have played well they have not played well finally i agree to that but the problem here is why i consider this as a lesser season is like there also right it was sure that we will win and then like finally bottled out the same thing happened here like with all the things like say top 4 even with three games still left in hand right like it was within our hand or even with two games left in hand if you have won against newcastle top 4 was us but like we bottled out at that time so that is why it gives me that lesser feeling because this was one season where we had a chance to do the same tottery day after some seasons and we missed it out along with the top four like all of that happened because we bottled out see again that i'm not saying it as a blame because this is a small young team and they are learning from this and if you ask me as a progress like say as i said i was expecting a top 6 at the beginning of the season like with all the signings uh, unknown or everything and to finish a top 5 itself is a big big achievement let us not uh, discredit that but i still have that feeling that like we missed it out on top 4 because it was on a plate for us and like we ourselves have to blame uh, ourselves know that okay. okay but but the blame is not ours alone arun right like especially in this season I mean, I mean we know arsenal gets gets this a lot but you know i mean i know you don't believe in it but referees were referees took a lot of game from us this season referees were a big 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 
big reason in what happened during this season even like imagine like the manchester city game where if we we had our way with referee we could have had our say in the title race if that game swung somewhere we were the one who would have made the difference that was a refereeing decision that changed a title race that is a refereeing decision that changed top 4 right and and i mean martinelli getting two yellow cards that no one understood at that moment when it happened to tomiyasu getting stomped in the face and the other person not getting a yellow to saka getting his shin kicked out of out the fuck out of himself and the other person not getting an yellow these are decisions that don't happen all the season these are decisions that happen like once in a season twice in a season but not this common so referee Ajay, had a lot of say right let's let's forget about all that okay let's let's forget about the referee for a moment there were so many games in which we had everything in our hands and our control and we failed to turn up No, if I'm you're not, going I'm to give discrediting i'm not discrediting any no, of but the i i i am i'm just trying to tackle your question of it it was not just us yes it it uh, i i don't agree to that because there were many situations when it was just us and we failed like like i understand what you mean there are many yeah, situations but, but that where like the, that one referee decision makes a difference between a team getting relegated and staying up in the league yes but that's that's what the team wants they want to stay up we are not like that like you know we are aiming for much higher which means our performances in the games where we had to perform should have been higher forget about all the refereeing decisions like you know when you say this you are basically like i feel in our heads we are thinking we are the same as a team that is trying to stay up which is not the case you know they are fighting tooth and nail for every game in those situations yeah each decision makes a difference for them each refereeing gaff this is a, is a problem for them when a team like us which supposedly was trying to get into europe trying to get into top 4 uh, but we did end up at fifth like which nobody imagined we would when we are shooting for things like this our performances should definitely reflect that you know like when you when you whatever the referee does there are so many other games where the referee was very non influential and we did not do anything those are no, the games that i want to think about i i get that arun like but the only thing okay i'll bring this up to deepak now like like Deepak, I understand where Arun is coming from, but my question is right. There are things that we can control, and then there are things that we can't control. Yeah. So, talking yeah. about the things in control, when when we had everything in our control, we did not make maximum use of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not questioning that, right? Like, I'm not questioning that we did we did not perform in certain games, right? Like. okay i'll take this deepak deepak see i'm not questioning that we did not perform in certain games yes we did not perform but that's on us that's on us that could be controllable that we can change next season right we could improve ourselves next season but what I, what we cannot control is what the referees does we cannot change that next season if the same thing happen next season we cannot control that we cannot <laughs> that that's, so that's, a, that's works, a big deal right, right? Like, I don't see it as a big deal. It it happens to every other team. It's not just Arsenal. We always like play the scapegoat. That that's that's been the always the accusation. Yeah, we have decisions which has not gone against us, or that is the first time we are seeing some things happening like that. But those are the games which, except for City, I don't think so. We would have won against City again, even if like someone has gotten a red card or something. It's it's just ifs and buts. like what if this guy didn't get a red card we would have won i don't think so there were like like arun said there were so many games nothing happened 
did we like even go and win on that no right then how come we are coming to that argument or oh, referee did this so that's why we didn't win it's it's the same thing it's like a paradox i don't think so like it all they say it always evens up but yeah ideally i would like to think like just like deepak said ideally if you were to compare the number of games where supposedly the refs screwed up and where we screwed ourselves up if this number is higher than that number then like we have no one else to blame but apart from us that's uh, as simple just, as it is just to yeah, add yeah. one thing here like uh, you know liverpool right they are the darlings of fa this season anything they want they get all this decision you're just this adding fuel about that you're just no, adding no, fuel to vijay's fire yes yes at last someone no 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 did city complain about that even with all those things right city defeated them in the league see they uh, like liverpool was getting everything they wanted still they lost to city city didn't say that uh, they up their game so that like even with all these things they were ready to like uh, win the league that is how we, we can like think. we should not like say referee as a thing see if referee stops you from scoring a goal try to score three four goals then like even if he stops like you'll still win by two with eddie and getia and lack as that ellen well, that, again, to score three four again goals. again that, <laughs> that is, is again power us power. exactly that is on <laughs> us that is not on the referee damn there is no one in this podcast who helps me that's uh, <laughs> uh, i'm a lone man fighting the battle and it's not good. it's not good. See, like there was like this blatant like uh, handball which rodri against everton i don't see any liverpool players complaining right now like in that it is like like you said title decider it was it was a penalty there no one gave like you are saying like we would have swung the title game and not like that it's that penalty which is something like <laughs> the deluded arsenal fan in me always want to be relevant in any scenario even if it's a title decider i want arsenal an arsenal fan as like us to, to be, be the king makers <laughs> yes so don't take that away from me deepak don't take that away from me <laughs> I mean now that I've accepted my defeat with the, with the, or are forced to accept my defeat with the refereeing situation the other situation that actually I wanted to bring up Ellen is that the the impact of individual players right like if you consider our top scorers right uh, it top scorers or top contributors it's literally like Saka who had like 11 goals and 7 assists and then we had like Uh, ESR with 10 goals and 2 assists and Odegaard with 7 goals and 4 assists and Martinelli 6 goals 6 assists those are our, that, those are our only like scorers after that it's Gabriel who's with 5 goals which is like crazy right we didn't have compare that with Spurs Harry Kane and do, Son do you really want to go there honestly <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but but they are, they, they are they are the ones who edged us right like they they got like 69 goals out of which like 40 goals are from Son and Kane 40 goals out of 69 which means the rest of the team contributed to 29 goals that's it okay okay let me right? answer you uh, uh Vijay here like say there are two ways you build up a team one is like you build it up as a complete team and then you add superstars later so that like uh, they will add value second is like say say for example zaltan he goes to some team he is the sole point and he's oh, like uh, brings yeah. all the yeah he brings all the players and they win 
but once he goes off from that team right the team goes into big struggling phase that is what will happen with superstars but like once you have a good team right then like uh, you add a superstar there what happens there is like in games where like uh, the normal team couldn't do much like or the team like crunch games these superstars come out and they excel and they take us to the next level so i think we are on that track like because we were like deepak is laughing down. because he's thinking of manchester united i can read it i can read it they added a superstar no, that's what happens no, 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 united no. is a best example for buying superstars are not able to like achieve or like uh, struggle uh, after the superstars leave like that's a good example but like uh, no, that I is what we have done like we were like lagging everywhere so we had to first function as a team which we have done this season i expect us to add some superstars so that like we can go that doesn't mean we haven't added anybody like we added thomas parte who was like a rock at the time when he joined us like uh, in europe not uh, like uh, in the zone league alone so that kind of players also we have added so i think like uh, what are we are trying to say right like uh, is actually good for us because if you see until that uh, kulaspeki uh, who joined in Kulasek, january yeah. son and uh, like kane were completely man marked or uh, this thing and they were not having that kind of returns only after he came in the returns started coming so if you are dependent on one or two people right you block them then like literally the team will struggle whereas let, for us let, let, a lot of uh, let, let, yeah. let me ask you this here alan do you really feel that like for all of you guys as well like you know like you said i agree with your point in terms of if you just reliant on two people you take those two people out the game is done but do you really think it was like kulisevsky who was who unlocked them or was it the manager that made the difference no it's both conte also like brought in lot of uh, changes like uh, he swapped some people out like uh, like uh, this thing and that is also nothing but like what i was saying about kulaspeki is like there was another person who was trying to score goals so the defense mm. are to like uh, look into another person also see now even though the ball will be somebody right like they know this is going to be like a pass to either a kane or a son and they will only try to score so they will be like focusing more there like the focus has to shift also i mean the mm-hmm. other example of that is like i mean i can see it i can see it like adding luis diaz to the liverpool front three right like he brings in something that i mean they they were complete uh, front three even before that like they they had like mane jota they had this complete front three but it didn't work but deepak okay, helped me to uh, laugh at like uh, united and La- uh, chelsea for adding superstars who don't work and now they are going to resell like chelsea especially resell lukaku is what i'm hearing so i'm yeah. doubly happy about the whole thing wasn't like <laughs> laughing because honestly <laughs> like, i was thinking about like city after all this and they are going and signing haland i was thinking about this and laughing <laughs> they also signed unrelevant unrel- uh, right? yeah. relevant information to us they are signing haland <laughs> they are going for Alvarez like or somebody they signed also yeah. right like uh, yeah. with no striker they have got two good strikers now Really? Well, well that city we we're not talking about city <laughs> here because that kind of like you guys have just brought up my morale don't bring that down by talking about <laughs> city and haland that's not what we are here for but to move forward right let's start with yeah, we, round like, we don't have any world class players that's apart from partey or like let's put it like this way like world class forwards we don't have anyone aubo was world class <laughs> probably a year back i mean uh, wasn't till, like wait till eddie and like, signs uh, back uh, <laughs> <laughs> even he wasn't at the level of kane right like we didn't have any like, 
But yeah. Arun, sorry, I cut you off. The last one we had was uh, Robin Van Persie, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez. You forgot. Ah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Who yeah. can like turn a game on its own? Like who yes. can? Yeah. He was that kind of a player. We don't have anyone. Well, it's a loss. Talking about Alexis is not good for my health, so I'm not going to talk about that. But to move forward in this discussion, right? Like because we are not going to do the player ratings and player level details that we would keep for another episode because that's going to take its own time. So let's talk about the you know the moments in the game, the the season level details, right? Let's start with Arun. Like, if I have to, I mean, it's for all of you, but I'll start with you. Like, if I have to. Ask you about like you know the goal of the season, which would be your goal of the season. Uh, goal of the season. There are a few contenders. Um, you pick one, one, or else don't take out. Uh, take it out of my list. I have a list, and I don't want you to take it out. Of okay, my list. I I have two goals. I have two okay, goals. The, um, the first one is the one that we scored. I think it was against Southampton. That everybody like that's the time when people started believing yes. really. in like you know this could possibly happen the one touch football that we played we never played football like that after in the season which was very sad because like everything happened quickly like the second yeah, we took the ball and then like from back it just went to tomiyasu yeah, and then it was, tomiyasu yeah. squares up yeah, yeah. it was nominated by premier league as well yeah, that yeah, was exactly. my pick too yeah. so my second pick is uh, the goal that esr scored uh, against chelsea that that is my second pick for sure because like it was not a situation where we thought we were going to get a goal and everything about it was like for me it was like the risk reward was fantastic to watch you know the stuff that jaka did there high risk high reward we got the ball out and within like three or four passes we were there the goal esr was not in the frame when odegaard was having the ball and the very next minute he comes in from nowhere and he scores a goal and that was just a touch you know just like the placement Uh, that was very so these are the two goals that though we did score a fantastic goal against city with lacazette i find like these two are the goals that like you know first come into my head um, of course other goals too but these are the ones that no don't take any more okay, out okay. of the plate okay no. okay I'll, so ellen ellen i'll come to you for the goal goal of the season okay uh, don't worry uh, because i won't take anything from your list <laughs> the reason being i'm not going to single out a goal this season because okay. like uh, all of them were horrible No, no, no. In the past, right, the you know pieces. how bad we were, like on set pieces. Yeah, like how yes. bad we were on set pieces. And like this time, I think we were second to City on like goals scored as well as like goals conceded. So seeing Arsenal scoring goals on uh, corners and set pieces, right, uh, is a rare thing for me. So I like all those goals this season because that was a big, big improvement for us. Because especially corners now we get right. I'm looking. Okay, will we score on this? <laughs> like uh, that kind of excitement gets built up on me, so I want to credit all those set pieces goals as goals. Especially of the there was one set piece goal. I think it was uh, I, I don't remember against whom, but it was like we never knew Partey could head, and this was a near post <laughs> run from Partey, yeah, yeah. and he heads in a goal, <laughs> and I'm going like this guy can score goals, not just shoot everywhere. That was a moment I was so happy about being a set pieces. Yeah. that's that's great so, uh, for me that's the thing like uh, scoring goals on set pieces this time is like my goal of the uh, thing because that's very goals. rarely happens 16 yeah. goals that how that's how many we have scored using set pieces this season 16 16 that's 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 pretty rare pretty rare so see yeah. we're getting somewhere 
<laughs> and, so and Deepak, sad. your goal of the season? No, it's it's the Lacazette one. Yeah. Against City? No, no, against uh, Southampton. Yeah. Well, he he scored only three or four goals, so it's easy to. <laughs> four goals. Yeah, eight, eight goals. Well, if he excludes penalties, it will be even less than that. Yeah, it was like what, like it showed like what Arteta wanted to do and like what, but couldn't replicate. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> Actually, like, uh, was... I go ahead, Deepak. Let Deepak finish. Yeah, Deepak, sorry, yeah. finish it. Yeah, that's the that's the only goal. It remains. Yeah, like ESR's one was good. Like it's the same like philosophy, right? Like high risk and low. Like see, yeah, high risk, high reward. I also like uh, this. Uh, what is that? <laughs> uh, the set piece goal. I recently remember <laughs> with Cedric scored. <laughs> yes. Someone bring up Cedric's goal. I was I was having that in my list. I was like, someone should bring it up. Yeah, but that was a great goal. Yeah, it was like it yeah. fell to him and it scored. Yeah, it was a great goal. Sorry, Ellen, you you had something. No, 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 for me, it was not like the best goal or anything, but like the goal which gave me a more happiness was the Eddie Nketiah goal against oh. Leeds. Because mm-hmm. like we were pressing for this entire season and that one, right, like uh, the goalkeeper made a mistake and we scored. So I finally saw a striker with a striker instinct there. Yeah, yeah. But not but, the best uh, goal of the thing, but a one which gave me more happiness. Actually, I had like uh, all those things in in my list, but I also had one more. I mean, two more. One was a goal that Arun's going to be happy about, which was scored by Pepe against uh, Wolves, where he takes the ball, does a one three sixty or one eighty turn, and then shoots it into the goal. That was a nice like goal. picture picture perfect goal, which was like I was so happy that that was a very good goal. And if there is one thing that I'll remember Pepe about. After this, is that let him? I mean, I remember him. <laughs> Don't uh, make Arun feel bad about Pepe because, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, and he's not uh, utilizing it. I, I've I stopped I feeling, think, I've stopped feeling bad for Pepe. You know, yeah, it's been a while. I, Arun has broken up with Pepe now, he's like, he's, he's on his withdrawal. Yeah, thing, I, so. I'm, I'm like that, uh, you know, like salty ex who just talks bad about, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bad after the breakup, yeah. The other goal that I I I, I remember was like uh, during the initial part of the season, when uh, Odegaard scores a free kick right into the bullseye uh, against Burnley, I guess. So that was a great, great free kick that he did, and I was like, yes, the, this the amount that we spent to get this guy because there was this whole debate about us signing him instead of Madison, Madison. and everything and. Then he scores that, and I'm like, yes, it is. It is good that this is not going to be someone that we are going to be worrying about. Like especially like yeah. one of those Willian signings. Madison also would have been good <laughs> <laughs> because he has but, more goals and assists than Odegaard this season. <laughs> but but I I mean uh, there are there are things that we would talk about uh, you know players in in future. Uh, but these are our goal of the uh, season that we had in our list. So, uh, as viewers, listeners, if you guys feel that we have missed out on any goal of goal that you consider as goal of the season, do comment in or reach out to us in our uh, social media platform, and we'll we'll see. And uh, so, the second thing that I wanted to talk about, right, like, is about the moments in the season, um, like. Instead of instead of saying a goal, there might be moments in the se- season that kind of changed the course. Like uh, a couple of seasons ago, when uh, last season when we took 
uh, ESR into the team uh, during December. That's a moment in the season that changed our season. So, Ellen, do you see any moment in our season like that? That kind of stood out to you? For me, the second game with City, like the, was a big moment. The game that, that we got the, lost. The game that we we got, we got shown we got like robbed. five nil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, the last ahead. minute uh, Rodri won. The last minute Rodri won. Like uh, that gave us like the uh, or you can say that was the game where it showed like how the team has progressed. Because if you see the very first game against City, right? Like uh, we wouldn't even have the ball, and they will be like uh, even like not even moving up their gears. They would have defeated us easily. And this game, oh, right, you meant the City second had... game against City? Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. The after the first game, the second game, right, showed how much we have progressed. Because mm-hmm. that was the one like where it gave me confidence we can compete with any team. Till that, right, like City and Liverpool were in a different league and we were all like trying to fight. But on a given day, like with, even with this less squad, right, like we were able to compete with City. And that was the one like where the process, whatever we say, right, like uh, I felt it is working fine. So for mm-hmm. me, that was the moment for me. Like, see, we can say like a lot more things, but for me, that was the one where I started having more belief on the team. I mean, Deepak, in an, I mean, not just it has to be a positive moment, right? Like, there, is, there are other moments, like when we didn't sign Aubameyang, when we sent out Aubameyang, or when Partey got injured. So, these are yeah, moments that, is, that, that define yeah, the season me, too. Yeah, for me, it's Partey's injury. Uh, uh, like, against Crystal Palace. Or like, losing 3-0, more than losing 3-0, losing Partey was the biggest setback we had that day. I didn't expect us to like even like get some points like where the El Nini performed or something. I didn't expect us to like even like come close to Spurs this much after Pade got injured. So that is one moment that I think that is the defining moment for us this season. Like not getting top four like is like a big thing. And that was the reason we didn't get top four. And the other one was like what LS said. We didn't sign anyone, any striker in general. That was like and- the biggest mistake. So, I'm going to put words into your mouth right now regarding that Partey injury. Do you think that if Partey was not injured, we would have finished not just fourth, but we could have pushed yeah, for I would a third have, spot? I would have, yes, definitely. Yes, for sure, we would have like tripped Chelsea, for sure. I, would, I don't think so. We would have lost against uh, the next two games. Like, we would have won the next two games, mostly. The next two games. Like... Crystal Palace, the entire team was off completely, even Pade. We can say probably was injured playing through injury or anything. Yeah. The entire team was completely off. So, with Pade going out, we couldn't like, and uh, Lokanga coming in, he has been absolute shit after like <laughs> giving so much promise, like after the first half of the season. So, yeah, that was the turning point and I feel we could have like, at least yeah, Equal Chelsea's point tally for sure. Okay, I don't difficult task because they have taken out the most important, uh, you know, moments in the season. But do you have a moment in the season that you look back and say this is the defining moment of the season? Uh, not getting a striker in January. Mm-hmm. That like something we we should have at least for numbers sake we should have got some like you know that like combined with the fact that Lacazette was continuously played in spite of not scoring in games. Like it's there are so many like you know what if situations and and for me this was the biggest what if what if we had put in like Eddie earlier whatever he does 
like you know he might have gotten more game time which could have resulted in him doing something better towards the end of the season we were not judging him properly you know like i am i am a, cul- a culprit as well but like whatever he could have done it, it it could have it would have been a positive thing to do you know whether like it could have made him like sign sooner i don't really we still don't know whether he's going to sign or not but that would have given a lot of like positivity to the player as well as like to the fans you know like but like i said not scoring so that entire striker situation is what for me like took us out of the equation completely especially for a team that was struggling to score goals i had like a couple of moments as a fan this season because this is one of the seasons where i rediscovered myself as a fan like this is a season where i went and like so uh, before that it was i, I i've lost that sense of you know that i have to follow other teams in the table because we were not doing so well so i've last couple of seasons i have stopped following the table like i know who's winning and who's who's coming up on one and two but apart from that i never looked up at the table but this is the season where i was excited to look up at the table excited to to talk about the game because there was something that's happening in the game that was making me you know sit at the edge of the uh, edge of my seat walk around scream at the tape, uh, you know tv or 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 high five random people so that's that's one of the reasons why we are a fan right so one of those situations was when we played spurs in the starting of the season when we went and we just like blew them away like after the whole talk of how great their team is how weak our team is and then we went into the game played a game that was so front footed and with harry kane assisting saka that was one of the highlights of the season for me the other moment was when we played uh, with 10 men against uh, was it was it west ham or, uh, or uh, west ham right west ham or aston villa where we played 10 men we won 1-0 against them held out like 20 minutes of game where we put in like uh, we brought in uh, rob holding and holding yeah we shut shop and that was a moment at the end of it i think that was the game where they started singing the whole uh, super mika teta so that was a game that was so okay we have talked about two good things so we have to talk about one bad thing that's uh, that's how the universe kind of like uh, has to balance or else you know so talking about the worst moment of the season or or things that didn't go well during the season arun i'll start with you on this oh one. my god mm. right things that didn't go well or like player that didn't perform or expectations were not met during uh, like this part a, of the like like as Okay. I it's it's it I, I would I would have thought Pepe and Lacazette were given the number of chances that he got and the returns that we had like we as fans did not want to um call him out right at the beginning we were trying to like say so many things about the leadership qualities that he brings uh, bringing all the other people into the game like dropping deep and like you know um vibes that he was bringing but honestly speaking the job of a striker is to score goals and he wasn't doing that and he was like especially with the absence of abameyan which puts like more of the onus on him to be the main man and score goals he thoroughly disappointed me like you know I, after a point i was lost uh, for points like you know trying to defend him <laughs> like i couldn't i couldn't anymore it it got worse for me than like defending pepe like at least pepe i could say like you know he 
wasn't getting enough chances or like i had some points in in my kiri to defend paper and i i did not just have anything so for me the disappointment of the season for me is definitely lakas okay okay deepak deepak your your disappointments of the season or what was uh... Yeah, of course. Everyone would name Bruno Tavares. Yeah, of course. He, he's shit. That's uh, not for me. Brutality from uh, Deepak. This whole episode, he just called yeah. like Lokanga shit. He called. Yeah, for me, shit. the disappointment is Lokanga. Like uh, for the hype which they gave, like Andrelard, like uh, the company is uh, like uh, uh, what is he's that? Uh, recommending him. Uh, yeah, yeah, all those things. Yeah, he he started well, like, and like uh, as usual, like the Arsenal fans got behind him in the bandwagon and started calling him in this and that, and like the way he like he had chances to perform, but he after probably January uh, he he completely went off the boil. He he played uh, like worse than like uh, like a shit Elden, like even worse than a shit Elden. <laughs> Superlatives of different order here, <laughs> but we should okay. we should use like a counter for the number of times Deepak says shit. You know, calls a player. Next, <laughs> next time, next time we are going to have like a swear jar for Deepak alone, like where he calls a player shit. He needs to drop in a dollar, and every time that player is actually shit, he gets to spend that dollar. So we'll oh, we'll okay. we'll get a lot of money to actually like you know do something big for the the Avengers <laughs> podcast, like bring in some fancy <laughs> graphics and stuff. <laughs> He he needs like a loan move definitely for sure. Hmm. I don't see Ellen, like Ellen. like an angster who is this raw like for a twenty-two year old. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not questioning it. Ellen, your moment, your disappointing thing or disappointing like player. Like I said. Like I said. Mm. Yeah. For me, there was like I understand uh, where you guys are coming from. For me specifically, because I love. uh emil smithro i thought like his second half was a uh, kind of a disappointment for me because he started so well he was scoring he was assisting he was doing so well but after those injuries and stuff the second half he had this particular drop but more than that for me the disappointment of the season was with injuries because last couple of seasons we have been talking about how arsenal has improved in their in their medical team and they are reducing injuries but this year we and had that. so many at the <laughs> we did we did, we did talk about it at some point not last season but the season before or something like that we did talk about how the team is stronger but this season it was like completely off boil like our back four played 10 games together the famous back four that we have been talking about played 10 games yeah, together and that that's is because, because of... your favorite K- kt he is <laughs> another useless standing out to be 50% not... uh, games only he'll play <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not questioning it, right? Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not defending it. But like, if you take like Tomiyasu played 20 games plus one as substitute, and then K- KT played 22 games. That's all. Like, I mean, that is expected. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and and if you take that, and then like you, you consider that along with like Partey playing 23 games, that's not enough. That's not enough. Compare that with Saka playing 36 games, Odegaard playing 32 games, Gabriel playing 35 games. so uh, this uh, wide playing 32 games so those are like we need players who plays 30 plus games and we don't have that and that's because of injuries and that was not that was not something that i was that happy about that is not just because of injuries it it's the way we bring them back from injuries yeah we rush them back 
because we don't have the squad to like adequate personnel to replace the quality of KT or or Partey. You you fall back from KT to Nuno Tavares, <laughs> and you fall back from Partey to Lokanga, who has been the oh, worst shit player. <laughs> then what do you expect? Like I don't blame Arteta. Like let's say Partey is not fit. Like he's eighty percent fit. Of course you want to turn to your best player. Uh, even if I was the coach, I would have done that because an eighty percent fit Partey is better than Lokanga or, or even a sixty percent. Fit Partey is better than Nuno Tavares. Not Partey. KT is better than Nuno Tavares. Yeah. So the last thing that we have to discuss is the player of the season, which is going to be Bukayo Saka. It's the easiest choice. Bukayo Saka. Granit Saka. Oh, interesting. Yes. So let's hear from you. Why? Why? Why Saka? Why Shaka? Okay, see Saka, if you see right, like it's again like as you said about ESR, it's again like the first half of the season he was really really good, but the second half, right, like again I'm not blaming him, like he's very young and fatigue would have caught up with him, but like he couldn't do much in the second half. Even the teams were marking him, that is also a reason. But one person was consistent the whole season, except for few games where he got those red cards and other things. He was consistent the whole season. He so was consistent. Reason, he got ten yellow cards. That was what he was consistent the whole. No, the, See, I, uh, honestly, I wouldn't put the yellow card part against him. It's he's a midfielder. You want your midfielder to be competitive. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yellow cards And like, if you take Draka's record, right, ten is lot less than what he normally gets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that is what I'm saying. He was the one who was consistent. And if you see the second half of the season, right, he was the one who was rallying the team. After Lacazette went out, right, like uh, he was the one who was rallying the team. Even after those three defeats, right, like uh, in the very later stages, he was the one who was pushing the team. So for that leadership quality. As well as with the way he came back to the fans, fans started loving him back after what all has happened in his uh, Arsenal career, and for his complete consistency in this season, I'm going to say Granit Xhaka. Granit Xhaka by Ellen. Deepak, who do you have in mind? Xhaka, Bukayo Xhaka. Uh, if you take him out of this team, we wouldn't have finished fifth. We would have finished eighth. Simple as that. Yeah, 11 goals. Take Chaka out of team. Yeah, it 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 is the same. Like the for me, it's it's first is Chaka, second is Chaka, and I don't know. Like third one, probably. And and, and please no Laka. Yeah. <laughs> no Laka. Never Laka. And Odegaard. Yeah, third. Okay. That's it. So I don't if if Shaka and Saka are out, who are you going for? Odegaard, the obvious so, choice. With without those two. Um, Yeah, it's it's yeah, Odegaard. I would say, or like, you know, there are other candidates too. Like, if you're talking about if you're taking Saka and Jaka out, there are three or four people who sort of performed at the same level. Like, you know, White Odegaard, or Gabriel. Odegaard is one. White or Gabriel is one. Ramsdale is one. Like, there were so many. No, though, though no, he tailed off. Ramsdale. Though he tailed off in the second. <laughs> I'm coming there. Though he tailed off in the second half of the season, like there were many games where he won us the game. You know, like there were many situations that cannot be discounted. So. Yeah, I mean, like he's young, playing for the first time in in this in this team. So I like for me, those three probably would be there. Like you know, uh, or yeah, Odegaard stands out of the, them, but like others are the same. Like uh, Gabriel White and like uh, Ramsdale, I'd say. If you like yeah. see, like we we considered more goals than last season. Many people forget that. 
I know. I, I understand. They, they say we improved the defense. The defense hasn't improved oh, no, we, one we, bit. No, no. We will talk oh, about like, that uh, in the player. 20 players games of that was played with Tavares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that we will talk about in the player, player episode that we are going to do. But for me, there is one more player that I wanted to bring in, even though he played a very, uh, like, less minutes and the whole thing, Tom. which was Tom Yasuo. Yeah, l- really. Like, if you look at it, his his clearances, his interceptions, and his, like, his defensive contribution was so good. It's it's really, like, for a player who's, who's coming from a league that's different, who has just walked in after a couple of games. So, with all those he things would... considered... I would categorize him as a signing of the season because just because yes, of, yes. like player player of the season he doesn't come in because of the fewer number of games he played but the signing of the season in the sense of what he has shown us shown that he's capable of doing in the limited time yeah like Yeah, like Arun said, like Tomiyasu is definitely the signing of the season. Like you can like definitely see all the dropping qualities. You can add this first one to the right back position. From like Tomiyasu to Cedric, it's not the, that kind of a drop from family and stuff, but it's still a drop of like almost 20 to 30%. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You, I, I, there are like still so many areas which we want to improve. and yeah and people expect that's a, that's a discussion for a completely season. different day where we have to like sit and think about yeah. all the positions and we are going to be like me, yeah. yep like one 10 more, more players like yeah. yeah yeah one more thing for me was the surprise of the season was pyramid perlo the way he performed the last <laughs> seven eight games that's of the we deserve that contract for sure <laughs> after, all, and, uh, after calling all the players shit Uh, Deepak has <laughs> come out and said good things about one player and that's Elneny. <laughs> Sorry, Elen. Go okay, ahead. So maybe like uh, we should start uh, asking uh, Deepak to stop using that word and he can say like this player was Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> going we'll forward. Wait. We, we'll wait before we go up and then we'll call them that because okay, I don't okay. want to call them <laughs> when, shit right when now. The- When have you ever done that? We were singing songs, songs about getting back into the Champions League <laughs> while we were on that run. So this is what Arsenal uh, fans do. Yes, I know, but, because uh, of one other thing, like seeing whatever Deepak is saying about this quality drop and everything, right? The transfer uh, podcast, which you will be doing, right? For Dave Gurusman, they are all going to be interesting with all these discussions. Yes, uh, so that's where the point is. Like, uh, I think uh, there would all, already be an episode... with the transfers we are trying to do transfers with all teams and uh, bob would be taking care of the transfers he is the one who is doing it with like other teams as well so that we understand what are the players in the market and what what are the things that we could achieve and what's the competition like so that's what our whole idea of a transfer is and we are going to have like multiple episodes on it and as we said like this is going to also be a multiple part multiple. series of the review of the season so Thanks everyone for joining in and hopefully we gave some good information around it and had some fun around it. So, and I mean, I got a little bit positive from where I started this episode. So hopefully that's transmitted to everyone else. Thanks Arun, thanks Ellen and thanks Deepak for joining in. Hopefully meet you guys soon. Bye. Thank yeah, you guys. Bye. bye.